And I truly believe that's what music is. It's not something that you run out of. It's not something that, oh, I only have this much creativity and then I, no. The more you share, the bigger it gets. Okay, we are back on the Right Songs You Love podcast. And I'm super stoked today. I've got somebody on who I've gotten to know over, I guess, last almost two years. About that, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got the amazing... <laughs> I'll come back and say why I'm laughing. We've got the amazing Leilani G. Because I, <laughs> whatever reason, whenever I like <laughs> go to announce you or say your name, for some reason, I get the visual of what you did for that Halloween song a while back. <laughs> Which maybe we can touch on a little bit later. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm here for it. That's great. (laughs) So Leilani. Yeah. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, well, it's it's always a treat to hang out with you. I always appreciate so much having you in the groups for the various workshops you've been a part of. You always just bring such a uplifting joy, hilarity, just like always have different color of hair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're spicy yes. you always Red, spice and blue right now yeah <laughs> you're rocking it always <laughs> spicing up things in every every kind of place you can any way you can so yeah it's it's a treat to hear that you've today's a big day you're releasing some new music today and it's also your birthday Thank you. Thank Happy you. birthday yeah, to you. It's yeah. my birthday. Thank you. 42. I feel so old. Well, <laughs> no, let's just say I'm experienced, more experienced or yeah, seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> All the things that are good. All the things that are good. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. yes, today I did release my song, Build. I'm super excited about that because I just, today I wanted to reclaim the day. Today is the first day of my first birthday without my twin. She passed on this year, had a heart attack. And so, wow. um, yeah, I usually spend my day with her. And so today I just wanted to have something like a distraction and something to bring some joy and some light into the the world on this day. So it's been a bittersweet kind of day, you know, it's been, it's been great and sad and great, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's just so tough, but I think like what you're doing too, just having something to, to celebrate as well, you know, and to, Cause I know she's probably a, a major, major fan of yours and a big supporter. So. Oh yeah. Um, my whole family is musical and uh, we, we did a lot of singing together, me and my twin. And so I'm sure she would very much appreciate this song coming out today. I kind of wanted to make it like a tribute to her as well. So yeah. Wow. Well, why don't we start there? Why don't you tell us a little bit about, about the song? Because just from what I remember hearing this, Probably a good year ago, maybe. Year ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and just the nature. It. Yeah, the this the story behind this thing is is amazing. So yeah, um, during the pandemic, 
I uh, didn't get a chance. You know, I was gigging all the time and then all of a sudden I wasn't for lots of different reasons, vocal cords being one of them, another being the pandemic. And 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 so um, I did this 30 songs in 30 days um, in May. I came up with a song every day and recorded it on Facebook. And um, day 29 was billed. This song started out as just one line um, about a girl who who was filling in for me during the time when I couldn't sing. Uh, I had to cancel a bunch of gigs because I had nodules on my vocal cords. And Mandy stepped in for me and she said to me that she was really nervous about going on stage, really scared about trying to fill my shoes. And I'm such an amazing performer and she wasn't sure she could do that. And I told her, bring you to the stage because what you bring is so amazing and we need that. And what she brings is something completely different than what I bring, but her voice is amazing and she does different techniques that I can do that I can't do. And so that that idea was kind of swimming around in my head. And so for the 30 songs in 30 days, I, I wrote, I started with that line, see what I do, you like what I do, I want you, I need you to do it bigger. So I just wanted her to feed on what I did and brought bring herself to the stage. And then as the song progressed, I started thinking about what it is to build up the musical scene, you know? So it's about not only building her up as a newbie musician, but it's also building up all the old timers as well, you know? Cause the next, the next verse is pass the torch. No, I'd rather light the torch. The flame loses nothing from sharing. So you're, by sharing your light, you're not losing anything. So just keep pouring into the next generation of musicians because to me, that's what it is. Because I found, okay, so it's a lot of things. <laughs> it's a lot of things. Here so for I it. I found that <laughs> there are, um, when I first started in the musical community, especially in the rock community, I found that I was sponging off all the knowledge I could from anybody who was in the game, anybody who was on stage doing it. I wanted to learn everything I could, but there was a group of people who was kind of like, for lack of a better word, they were hoarding their musical knowledge. They wouldn't tell me anything about what, what it was to be on stage. They wouldn't tell me anything about how to get gigs. They didn't want to tell me anything because they were afraid of losing their spot. You know, they were afraid of passing on any knowledge to the next generation because they were afraid of losing their gigs. And I feel like with all the competition with Netflix and streaming and Disney Plus and iTunes and Spotify and everybody else making music at home and how easily and readily it is available, the competition for people's attention is that much more intense. And so for me, it's so important, so crucial for us as musicians to work together to keep live music alive and to keep people interested in music. And so for me, this is what that song is about, is just building up the whole musical community to keep live music alive. So the song is called Build, and that's what it's about. <laughs> Long I love story it. short. <laughs> no, that's what this is for. It's, it's, yeah, this whole space is just for getting in the stories and digging into what it brings up, you know, and I think that's a huge 
it's a huge um, topic to, to discuss. And I, I think about that a lot of just, you know, like you're saying, it, it, it's traditionally been viewed as a very competitive thing. And, and, but when you can look at it as being a cooperative thing, as opposed to a competitive thing, then, and does it get a lot more enjoyable? And does, I've just noticed since that kind of mental shift, just more opportunities came out of, out of that headspace as opposed to less. Yeah. And, but I, I totally hear you. And like, it's, unless, unless somebody kind of starts leading charges on that and just upholds that and kind of welcomes people as opposed to like pushes them away, then it doesn't really change. So that's something to, to maintain over time. And, and I'm curious of, of like where, well, first of all, I love that idea, I, that concept of the fire, you know, that the, that the fire doesn't lose any energy when it's shared. And in fact, it's the opposite. <laughs> right. It's like, it ripples out. I mean, you just keep it going, it spreads and it keeps going. And so, yeah, I love that visual of, you know, a candle or a torch lighting the next and lighting the next and keeping it going. And I truly believe that's what music is. It's not something that you run out of. It's not something that, oh, I only have this much creativity and then I, no, the more you share, the bigger it gets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's the way music is. Yeah. It's not meant to be a by yourself solo thing. It's a group thing. Music yeah. is, is a group thing. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so when you were doing your challenge there and that was coming up to like you said, the 29th of 30 days, that was like right near the yes. end. That was, was it, the 29th song. Yeah. Was that actually a theme that was given to you or is that something that just no, hit you? No, it was something that I, I, I had been thinking about and been thinking about. And I decided, no, I, I'm going to make this song. And then I just sat all day and wrote it out and came up with the concept and put it together and then figured it out on my bass and then put it down on the bass and sang it and put my little video camera on me and recorded it and put it on Facebook. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, I love that you write and you're predominantly a bass player too. So I think it's always great. I just wanted to acknowledge that because, you know, there's um, lots of people that sometimes ask about like, well, if I don't play guitar or piano, like what, what do I, can I write, you know, can I still do stuff? And, <laughs> of course, oh, yeah. for sure. But sometimes there's that permission needed or just like if it's a little bit of not the norm of a writing right. you know, tool, then then sometimes there can be a shyness to even try. So I love that that's the way you go I about say, it. Whatever you need to make music, use it. I mean, if a xylophone inspires you to write music, figure it out on the xylophone. I'm all for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever gets you there. And I know it's weird that a bass, because it's not so much of a melody instrument, but it's, it's the one that I know. <laughs> and so that's the one I, that's the one I write on. Yeah. yeah. Most of my songs are written from a bass. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, and great. It's, a, it's a good rhythm instrument you know mm -hmm. it's got it's very percussive so i've got the rhythm that comes with it and and i get the chords you know the root notes of it so i mean the gist is there <laughs> well the bass is just so powerful it's just a thundering like 
all present, all knowing kind of instrument. <laughs> I it's think it's beefy boy. Yes. <laughs> I love that instrument very much. So it makes me feel very powerful. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it became one of my favorite instruments. That's, it's something that I've, I've tried to write every once in a while on it, but uh, just to play, like once I got a good handle on it, it, it was always the thing in jams that I would gravitate to, or to like, I can't tell you for the last, well, pre-COVID, how many, I guess, four or five years, how many bands or just other people that I just played bass with. <laughs> nice. it's, it's so fun. It is so, it so, is. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, uh, and that goes back to what we were talking about before about, because I know you did before the pandemic and whatnot, you did a lot of open mic nights and that yeah. kind of thing and jams. I think that's such a an important part of a musician's development because I mean, you can sit in your room and jam out by yourself all you want, but I think coming together and jamming with other people really is important to your development as a, as a musician. So I think anybody who hosts jam nights or open mic nights get a huge applause because yes, that's big, big things for the musical community. We very much appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, love to riff on that a little bit too there. So like what, in terms of, of jamming, like what, what has jamming taught you or what have, what have you got as lessons from that experience? Well, I can tell you um, when I first started singing, um, well, not singing in public in front of people. I love to sing, don't get me wrong, but I was more of the background person. I stood behind my sisters and was like, ooh. I was like the background singer and the harmony singer and that sort of thing. So I was really nervous, really shy about singing in front of people. And, you know, karaoke helped a little bit. But the first time I truly fell in love with the stage, they were doing a jam night at one of the bars at the Loading Zone in Great Falls, Montana. And I got on stage and I sang Proud Mary because that's the one I knew. And ever since that moment, I was in love with just being on the front, doing the thing in, in, with a live band behind you. Oh, my God. So it was my dream to be the lead singer of a rock band. And that finally came to fruition. And for 14 years, I've been the lead singer of a rock and roll band doing classic rock from the 50s to the 90s. And um, from that moment, it was just kind of like, there's something special about jamming with people you don't know and you don't know what's going to come of it and the energy is excited and everybody's happy to just be able to make something magical happen. It's like, is this going to turn out? Is this going to be okay? And, and then it turns out and, it, and it's really amazing and the crowd is like, wow, and it's just, it's, it's great. I just, I don't know. I just something about jamming with folks, it's fun. And so I've hosted a bunch of jam nights um, I've done, I used to do Tuesday nights um, um, back in 2010. And then, you know, from 2010, wait, 2009 to like 2015, I'd hosted several different jam nights. There was Monday nights and then Tuesday nights, and then it moved to Wednesday nights. And, oh, and it's just fun to see people in their different levels of playing and to watch people 
in jam nights develop from a, I'm just playing by myself to, okay, I'm playing the one song I know with this group of people. Oh, it's, and to see their faces light up from, I was playing this song by myself and now I'm playing this song with a, with a band, a real band and I'm rocking out. It, it just changes, it feels good, you know? And I'm glad I got to be a part of that. And I'm glad I, I'm, I've gotten to see so many different bands come out of that and so many different groups come out of that. I'm sure you've seen groups come out of, of your jam nights and, and hosting your songwriting groups and how many songs and how many musicians you've seen and how much music you've helped cultivate. You've got to feel pretty proud about that. <laughs> it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat to, to sit back and like, think about all those types of things. I agree. Like it, uh, yeah, I guess last year, last year was a, a big year for, it had been about a, like a 10 year anniversary since I had been running all of these workshops. And I thought about the, tried to roughly count like the different numbers of, of people who had come through and how many songs that meant. And it was over a thousand, which is crazy, you know, like, that's just, amazing. Just to be in like conversations with that many songs or just hear that many stories. And, and like you say too, like when you're in a jam and you just get to just be doing that all when you're doing it so much, you don't realize after a period of time, like, Whoa, this is quite a bit of story sharing, really like musical story sharing. And it is conversation, you know, jamming is just that way. And, and I think it's a, it's a really cool practice to, to be able to have not only for, just building musical chops, but like it, it shifts your process. And I was kind of curious to hear like in what ways has all the jamming that you've ever done and been a part of influenced your writing? Yeah, that's a good question. That's, that's probably, a, I didn't even think about it. That's probably very much a thing because, you know, <laughs> years and years of being around that many musicians probably informs it. You know, well, I've been around so many people that it's mostly rock. And so mm -hmm. um, the, the core songs that, that, that we all kind of know, like everybody knows Smoke on the Water and everybody knows um, Keep on Rockin' in the Free World by Neil Young. And, you know, so those are the kind of songs whenever we get on stage, it's like, what do you know? Well, what do you know? Do you know? Of course I know. Well, everybody knows. Those are the, like the core songs that we do. So I think a lot of my songs do have those kind of older classic rock feels to it. I have a very vintage sound. I, I you know, modern rock doesn't really do it for me. So I feel like, I feel like the, the, the sounds of the 70s and 80s I really enjoy. And so a lot of my music really has that sound. And I think um, being around those older musicians really informed my musical palette, you know. Um, lately, though, I've been to a lot of jams where it's like the younger generation and they're doing like the like 90s stuff. And the songs that they know as their core music, is it's different. It's kind of the stuff that I that I would say I, I grew up with in high school. The stuff that I was listening into high school is the stuff that this, this next generation is, that's their core of the songs they all know. And <laughs> it's interesting. So most of the jam nights that I've gone to have been covers, you know, people, you know, 
working together and doing covers. I've been to a couple of open mics where it's like comedians and like original music, but there aren't that many of those kind of things. I feel like I go to more of the, the ones where it's like full bands and everybody's just jamming together. Okay, you play bass. Okay, you pl- you play guitar. Okay, let's let's do something together. What do you know? What do you know? What do you know? Okay, let's do it. You know, and that's usually how those jams go. So how do you? And this comes up every once in a while. And I know just some of the groups that it it, it kind of rotates every few months or so. But I usually get a question about when you're when you are in environments where you're doing lots of cover situations. Like how do you bridge the gap into terms of bringing in an original song or like how how does that work for you so as far as like the gigs or as far as like the jams either because or for, just sharing yeah jams. No. sometimes I, I'll, I'll pick a song that i know i only like if i have a three chord song and it's like a blues bass that's easy to bring to a jam because you can say ah it's it's an a it's a blues riff you know mm-hmm. one four five and everybody knows where that is. But as far as doing it at a show or a gig, I feel like I sneak them in there. <laughs> you know, it's like they're they're dancing on the dance floor and they're really enjoying some ACDC. So then I'll throw in build right after it. <laughs> you know, see if they, yeah, I don't usually announce it or tell any story about it. I just kind of throw it in there you know and kind of sneak them in there Mm -hmm. now there are some shows that I'm getting ready to do that I'm purposefully and intentfully saying I'm 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 an original artist and I'm doing my original music and I do an hour and a half of original music and so when they know that that's the case then they can bring another act in to fill up the time see where the cover tune bands get the gigs over the original bands here in montana anyway is um is the fact that cover bands can do four to five hours you know whereas an original act really can't fill up that that much time so yeah usually they'll they'll go for a cover band just because they've got a full night to fill and then they only have to pay one band whereas with the you know cover uh, original band they need to get two or three bands to fill up that time so hmm. interesting yeah. <laughs> unless you have four to five hours of material I don't. Well, I kind of do, but nothing that not like stuff I'm proud, proud of. You know what I mean? Like, I've got four hours of original, but do you really don't want to hear that? Or maybe you do, and I'm just being self-conscious. You know how. <laughs> well, I like what I, I was talking about last week, and I've been poking and prodding people that converse about this in the Facebook group. Is um, is utilizing looking at how you can utilize your performance situations as a tool for writing and and so like you're saying you know it's like okay this this place requires it's it makes it easier for them if said band or said whoever can fill this amount of time so it's like okay is that something i can do like is that something i can actually fill with my own or or like you're saying if you're going to a jam you know kind of going into this space what what people generally kind of like to do, but it's also being able to say like, okay, well, if they, they love like the three chord blues jam type of things, then, then I'm, why don't I just write one, you know, to be able to throw into the mix because then it's just 
something they're going to be appreciating, but something that's also new, you know, something that's coming in a little bit new to the table and, and offers up that, that, that that's okay. You know, like, or here, here's an idea, or here's something just a slightly bit different to toss into the mix. So anyway, thereby like just, just putting the intention of where you're going and looking at how, how could that be your own songwriting challenge, you know, to fit into that new space with, or that, that familiar space with something new. That's a good idea. Absolutely. But you're always full of ideas, great ideas when it comes to songwriting. <laughs> I must say, you must be filled with millions of prompts. I don't know, like, do you read a book or like what? <laughs> you know what? I, I've, I've filled up my, one, my, uh, my phone with a whole bunch of them as I've gone over the years and like some of yeah. my favorite ones. But I find even, even though I do that, it's very rare that I'll go back to some. Um, yeah. it's, it's fun though. And then this is actually one of the things I think for a lot of years, I was just performing so much and would try to actually use where I was going to be performing as, as a way to write a song for that moment. So that always taught me something kind of new about, Oh, okay. This is how that could work. Or this is how that could be uh, a song. And, and mainly because of the effect that it would have, it was the personalization of that, that really made a massive difference on the audience or the venue owners or the home, the people who lived in the home, a lot of the time it would be house concerts or, or whatnot. But sometimes I, I, I loved going into venues that had like a big history because it, it would just be fun to research and fun to understand how, how they came to be or how, what their story was all about and to do something, do something like that accordingly, especially being like a first timer from out of town. That's a, that's generally a hard a hard bridge to cross when you're just that first time in a new city, like nobody knows you like nobody. And it's hard, it's hard to, to connect. So if you do the legwork on that, if you take the first step to, to kind of reaching your hand out and being like, Hey, like I really looked into you guys and here's, here's kind of a gift or here's something that yeah. here's an outsider's look at this, or like, this is just really cool. It's kind of celebrating something that they already love. Then, nice. then that can, that can really break the ice very quickly. And, and I've had a number of times where just doing that has, has opened a lot of doors and, and actually just even for a first show got, got a lot more people out that maybe would have never come because they didn't know who I was, you know? So yeah. Awesome. That is an awesome idea. I might try something like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> well, it's, it. it's rewarding in a lot of ways too, because especially places or people that, do host any kind of events or music as you know it's like it's it's a challenge yeah. and it's a tough one especially through all of this kind of crazy stuff that's happened the last couple of years it's kind Absolutely. of nice just to give them something as a thanks you know or something as a to kind of keep spirits up because it Absolutely. it goes a long way and a lot of the time it's it's not thanked <laughs> or or honored or appreciated so that's awesome yeah, I'm taking that and in pocket, using that for later, going to do that. Oh, it brought up a thing, though. I mean, there are times when I'll improv a song. You yep. know, I don't do that very often because I, I like to think out words. I'm very, like, meticulous. I like to get the right rhyme and the right word in the right place. So, um, but there was a jam night where I was like, you know, just they got into a blues and I was just kind of jamming about 
being there and about seeing everybody and about collaborating and about what everybody was wearing. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> and then just recently, I uh, filled in for a band. They needed a singer. And um, we were doing a sound check, but we didn't have a sound check song. So they started doing like some funky beat. And I was just, you know, singing about needing a sound check song. And and it was the sound check song, and I kind of went high to let them know that's as loud as I'm gonna be. And then I kind of got low, so they knew how low I could go. And and it kind of helped the sound guy tweak where we were all gonna land. And I was like, you know, we should write a sound check song because that actually works out pretty good. And I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna write a sound check song that that does that loud and quiet thing. And this is me getting loud this is me being quiet you know <laughs> <laughs> i think that would be really good for the sound guys oh 100 you know that'd be <laughs> they would love that too i think that's hilarious but there you go there's another really like writing with super intention for yeah. for really one person because that's the sound person and that's everything they need like they want to be able to figure out, you know, what your highest high is and your loudest loud and your quietest quiet and your lowest low is going to be. So if yeah. you're actually building a song with that intentionally and yeah. and making the sound person laugh or just making that part <laughs> of their journey of that night, like enjoyable, then that's again, that's already a huge win. Because if you've got the the affection of the sound person on your side, that is the biggest thing that you can have in a live venue. <laughs> yeah, we can call it. To the sound guy. Soundcheck <laughs> for the sound guy. Yes. Or thank you to the sound guy. Yeah. Because, yeah, the sound guy is super important to any show. I mean, he's the fifth member of the band, really. He can hit the suck button and ruin your whole night, or he can make you sound glorious. And so, yeah, it's important to keep the sound guy on your side for sure. <laughs> Definitely the extra band member, you know, like yeah. that is, I guess I didn't say it's an extra, it's the essential band member. It, it literally essential. does make such, such a difference. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, you know, there's a lot of shows where we do our own sound, but it's nice to have a sound guy. It's nice to go to places where that's already provided. And this was one of those shows where I had a sound guy, a light guy. They had the fog machine going. I mean, the whole night. And they, it was a nice production. They put on the, they put on a show. So. I wanted to make sure that the sound guy got me <laughs> <laughs> and he got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's a, this is something I think that doesn't get credit that much either is the fact that, you know, whoever is actually on the sound board during the show, it's, yeah. it's just as much an instrument as, Oh yeah. You know, and you don't usually think about it. Like a lot of times I remember just, especially at open mics when people kind of know stuff enough, you know, it's varying levels of like knowledge of how to use a soundboard, but usually it's like, plug it in. Do I have sound? Great. Leave it, you know? Yep. And, and then that can be a lot of the scenarios and that's just done. Like once it's set, it's not really modified, but right. I remember just experimenting with the thing all the time over the many years and realizing like, Oh, okay. Well, you don't want to have, the same amount of effect all the time, you know, and it's kind of neat to like crank it in certain moments and then make their voice sound really big or really like kind of like, like lush for that one moment and then bring it off so that it's nice and clean and clear for the verses and, and whatever. Yes. And, and it was, it's so cool to, to, to 
look at it that way. And then I, when I realized the effects that that would have, I'm like, I could never leave the board because I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't be away from this for the moment. So it really showed me that taught me a lot about how, how musical the, the whole mixing board of the whole system can be. It's very creative. It's yeah. super, when done right, it is like another instrument. It's like being part of the band, really the essential part of the band. I know that there are a lot of people who, especially if you're in the band and you're doing the sound, I understand that, set it and forget forget it. I totally understand totally. that. But yeah. a good sound guy who's there at the board and attentive to what's going on can really add dimension to the whole show and can help with the dynamics absolutely and giving like you know if i do crazy train by you know ozzy osbourne and i go i i and they put an echo on that and really <laughs> give it and then get off of it for the rest of the song it really adds something special to that moment you know it, it makes it sound like the song so yeah absolutely it's important and it's it's just as creative mm-hmm yeah. yeah, and I know you do a ton of that too. You you do a lot of mixing for for bands and shows. Yes, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of mixing, not a lot of bit of mixing. I've been doing a little bit of mixing <laughs> here and there. This year was the first time I'd ever really sat down and done done some bands, and it was just because um, I really liked the band, and they were. It was kind of a bigger show for them. A couple of shows for them were bigger and they really couldn't keep the like the the stuff on the stage. They really needed somebody off to the side. So I I stepped in and helped them out because um Nick Crawford is a talent and I, I really wanted him to sound amazing. And he's a guitar player and a fiddle player and a beautiful country singer. So I'm not a big country fan, but I'm a big Nick Crawford fan. And so I was willing to do some mixing for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Well, here I'll, I'll ask you uh, maybe just one other question here. And I love asking this one to people who come on. Um, is there is there any one song or how do I say this? Usually kind of refer to as there one or two songs that that you've written that are, are that you'd consider the most meaningful to you and why? Yeah. And I haven't released them yet, but I, I, I think I'm going to be releasing a four song EP um, probably sometime in August or September, sometime in the fall. It's coming soon. It's already mixed and mastered. I'm just kind of nervous about it. You and my hands are doing that sweaty thing. <laughs> <laughs> just talking about it. But it's a song that I wrote because it was a prompt that you gave me. Um, you uh, were asking people one word that best describes your writing process, right? <laughs> and I said, one word, I guess. You know, I write, I inwardly think a lot. So it's very, you know, reflective and, and that sort of thing. So I guess self. So I put self down and <laughs> Michael says, okay, guys, mentor Mike goes, okay, guys, now write a song about that one word. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, why? Oh, no. Why did I, why was I so scared to write a song entitled Self? And so I decided to dig into that and I looked in the mirror and I said to myself, what am I afraid of? 
why am I so scared to love? And so I wrote this song called Self about why I'm so self-conscious and why I'm worthy of love and I am enough and I shouldn't be afraid. I should embrace the power that is me. And so that's that song really means a lot to me. And it's going to be the next single that I release. Well, it's going to be the, the one that I lead off with. So cool. I want to thank you, Michael, for that, that <laughs> giving me some braver, some bravery, <laughs> if that's even a word. But yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah, I remember that uh, that experiment <laughs> that I did that one time was hilarious. Your reactions stuck out the most to me because you had like the most protest of anybody, I think. <laughs> and I think I, I... <laughs> why you tricked me <laughs> I remember that yeah. song well though I remember the some of the lines still stick in my mind of uh, that are just really powerful in that song so that's exciting that you're going to be sharing that yep that's the next one for Good sure and I appreciate that yeah you really helped me on that yeah so that one means a lot to me. And I thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. What a, yeah, what a cool, that's one of my favorite. I think of anything about this podcast too. And like everything about what my focus on these workshops have turned into of, of just throwing those questions out, you know, like what, what would happen if, if, if you really kind of took a look at this and, and, and pulled a song out of it, or just were willing to go there. And I appreciate you did because even just doing that and then sharing that you did that, it just helps other people feel that much more empowered and confident that they can do it for themselves because it's weird. You don't, you never know what's going to be difficult to face. And yeah. like, like you said, you just instinctively put this thing out and I'm like, Oh, cool. Like that's neat. But if I had to write about that, then, Oh my gosh, no. But <laughs> I why? Have done that voluntarily. No. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so fascinating. And I, I don't know, I think anytime that there's a sign of that, even in, in the, as a reaction, it's always a sign that there's going to be something really special on the other end. Yep. So if it, and that's why I'm, I'm so excited. Um, I think this next, next semester, this next go round of write songs you love, I'm going to really try and jump on because those are the things that, that you bring to your group, it's like, it, it makes people write songs that they love. It's like the thing that I was so scared to write is now my favorite song and means the most. Yes. And I wanna write more songs like that. So yeah, absolutely. Highly recommend getting with Michael here and doing songs you love, writing songs you love. Oh man, well, that's just so great. That's amazing to hear. I love that exactly what that's for, you know? So the fact that you're you're fired up about it makes it that much more exciting to share but also like you're saying you kind of you feeling the nerves of it it's it's like really yeah. being putting yourself out for for what you who you really are you know and that's the best thing i think as songwriters we can do so thanks for for showing up the way you do and just being courageous and and putting it out that way well thank you for giving me the opportunity to be created a uh, courageous. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new word there. Yes. <laughs> Maybe a, a fusion of creativity and courageous could be courageous. <laughs> courageous. <laughs> I think that's what I was going for. Creatively courageous. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. I don't know why. I always laugh so hard whenever I talk with you. <laughs> we always like, have such a good time. <laughs> I agree. Likewise, I'm always a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can people find you and find the new song that's out? So it's on all streaming platforms. Build is on, you know, the Spotify, the Apple Music. It's also on YouTube. I made a lyric video. And so it's on my YouTube channel, Leilani G or Leilani Rocks, I think is is the name I came up with back in the day when I created that page. (laughs) (laughs) And um, also I'm on Facebook. If you go to Leilani G Music. That's my music page. So, yeah. Awesome. And that's G-H-E-E. Yes. G-H-E-E, like the melted butter. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thanks for that. that (laughs) Well, you know what? Totally. Actually, you know, it's hilarious. I always thought it would be fun to write a song about butter. Um, Yes. And Butter. you just reminded I'd forgotten I haven't done that yet. So maybe that's one that we could work on together. <laughs> that sounds great. Let's collab a Butter song. <laughs> Perfect. 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 It is yeah. done. It is made so. <laughs> yes, and it is so. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Leilani. Yes, thank you for having me. So that was the wonderful Leilani G highly recommend getting in touch with her or just following along on her journey. She's a great person, super welcoming, and and just a lovely musician. And as you can tell from this new song that she's just released, that it, she's just so much about sharing sharing the good energy that comes with music and building it up to be continually better and, and just to help it grow. So that's the kind of person you definitely want in your corner. I was listening to some other podcasts the other day, and I keep hearing this statement come up all the time, but talk about, you know, the person that you want to be, and and we're often an accumulation of of the five people we spend the most time with. So if you're looking for somebody who could definitely spice your life up in great ways, reach out to Leilani. <laughs> One thing I forgot to bring up in our, in our talk, as I'd mentioned right at the very beginning of the show, is this Halloween song she did. And I think the challenge actually was a Halloween song. And she ended up making this hilarious song and video about werewolves and how how it's a it's a big problem that they shed. <laughs> so if you want to hear that, we'll see if we can dig that up somewhere or maybe reach out to Leilani. Maybe she'll post it in the Write Songs You Love Facebook community. <laughs> it's a it's a hilarious song. But we're going to take you out today on Leilani's new song, Build. So have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time.
collections of musicians who came before now we need someone daring Find a life of mine and musicians from which to grow. 